Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. You guys, what a day. I What a week, what a day. I've had a day already. 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 Like, I'm recording this. This is uh, early evening, and I've already been in two car accidents with stationary items. Like, I did not... I was in two car accidents today. Not with other people, not with other moving vehicles. Simply with stationary items in two different parking garages. I, you would think, after I hit one pillar in a parking garage, that would have been it. However, I continued to come home and then hit a pillar in my own building. (laughs) I'm not, some might say I'm not a, I'm not a great driver. I always feel like I'm driving on Rainbow Road from Mario Kart. Like, I'm always like worried I'm going to fall off. Like, I'm not, I should not, I should not be behind the wheel of a car. And the good news is I don't normally hit other people or other moving things. I just hit things that are clearly right in front of me or behind me. And that aren't moving. So luckily everything's okay, but it did shake me up. Normally, like one accident would have, I would have just kept going. Today, it was like the second one that kind of shook me up. Not only that, but I'm feeling like an extra bit of excitement and nerves because not only did we get a lot of new listeners in the past couple of weeks, we also got one important new listener, and that's my mother. She, she normally does not listen to this show. However, when I had Jerry O'Connell on, she loves Jerry O'Connell because of his, you know, fill ins on, live with Kelly. So she did listen to the episode and she had plenty of notes. She gave me a whole slew of notes. She thought it was like a little too vulgar, a little too, you know, she thinks I have a little bit of a potty mouth, which I never thought that I did until I started this podcast. And then I was literally thinking in the back of my head, my mom's telling me about how she thought the Jerry O'Connell episode was like a little too vulgar. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, good thing you didn't listen to one of the ones where I said Chris Hemsworth should like that. Thank God for that. But, you know, I was, she was saying that, like, she's like, why did you have to talk about some guy named David Bedor and how you want to f*** them? And I was like, Mom, like, it just came up. What do you mean? Like, it just came up in conversation. She's like, how does that just come up? I'm like, that's all I think about, Mom, is, like, when I think about housewives and sex. But uh, she thought I should use, like, the sensor bars. Like, she thought that, you know how in, in movies and stuff or on TV when they air something on network TV and they have to put in the sensor bar? She said that I should use those. And I was like, I don't even know where I would put those. Like, I don't think I, you know, occasionally maybe I'll say the F word a little bit. But for the most part, I don't think we're that. Like, I I think we're pretty tame on everything iconic. Uh, You know, but she was saying I should put them on. She thought I should use it for the word sex. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not, it's not, it's not like I said, fuck. Like, she didn't even think, she thought I should just put them over the word sex. And I'm like, that It would make me sound crazy. Like, I'm (laughs) a crazy person. Uh, But then... Like always, I tried to flip this around and make it a positive. And I did start to think about it more. And I I don't know if you guys have seen online, there's those videos of like Disney songs and Disney movies and stuff, or animated, whatever. People on YouTube, they put the sensor sound into random things. There's a great video from the movie Frozen of that song, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And somebody put in the sensor bar, so it sounds like they're singing, Do You Want to Snowman? (laughs) 
And it's so, so funny. And I was thinking, like, what if I just did that for the podcast? Like, maybe I should just start putting the sensor bar in at random at <laughs> just anywhere, any any old place. And so, you know, this week I might just do that. I might just sprinkle a couple in just for Linda. I won't, I don't know if I'll put them over the, the fucks, but I'll put them over some other stuff <laughs> just to see, just to spice things up. Like, keep everyone on their toes. Keep everyone on their toes. But I don't think we're that vulgar. I mean, occasionally, do I say Henry Cavill should Yes. Do I wish? <laughs> Maybe I am. You know what? I want everyone to have a good time when they listen. To all the new listeners I want, I want everyone to feel included and happy, and I want this to be a little bit of a ray of sunshine for everyone's day, and we can laugh and at all this nonsense. But you know what? I also like to be a little, a little bit risque. You know, I like to be sex positive and... <laughs> But so to all the new listeners, I want to say that on Mondays are typically our pop dives, which is one uh, an episode about one specific topic. Usually it's like nostalgia-based, but it's about one specific thing. And then our Thursday episodes all about Bravo, current events, all that kind of stuff. So welcome to all our new listeners. We have a lot to talk. We have a lot to cover today. We have to talk about The Real Housewives of Orange County, which was a tough episode for me to watch. I mean, that scene where Kelly Dodd was laughing at her daughter in the theater class, like that was that gave me like a little bit of PTSD. I felt like she was bullying me. Like, I <laughs> literally felt like she was bullying me. And it was tough to watch. I, I was laughing, but I also was, it was like one of those like nervous laughters. Like, not the kind of laughter she was doing at the children, but it was a nervous laughter as I was watching it. So we're going to talk about that. Chris Baker is going to come out and, and recap Orange County with me. And then we also have a very special guest from the Real Housewives of Dallas. We have Stephanie Holman, who's quickly becoming one of my all-time favorite Real Housewives. I mean, she's so bright, sunny, fun. But she's also opening up about her anxiety, her depression, her mental health in a way that we rarely see on these Housewives franchises. And it's just so refreshing. It's so honest. And I just, I'm really loving her. Not to mention that her uh, house spa, like that whole bathroom is insane. It's beautiful. So after our Orange County chat, we'll talk to Stephanie and we'll talk a little bit about this week's Real Houses of Dallas. What else do we have to talk about? We do, my birthday's next week, October 9th. I'm turning three years old. And I promise I'll use the sensor bar sparingly throughout the rest of the episode. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so annoying. <laughs> if anyone cares. That's what I, you know, the car accident stuff I felt like today. I try to think, like, why is this happening to me? You know, like, how, what's the reason that the universe is making me run into these pillars in these garages? <laughs> what, what, what does God want? You know, <laughs> What what directions are you trying to steer me in? Um, obviously, he's trying to steer me in the wrong direction as I keep hitting these stationary items. But I, I was trying to think, what is happening? And I realized that it's because next week's my birthday. So I feel like I'm getting kind of a rough week this week. Do you know what I mean? So that next week could be really good. It's like karma. Karma's coming back around. We've had some bright spots this week. We've had the Real Houses of Atlanta trailer came out, which I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I didn't think the trailer looked all that great. However, lately I've noticed the trailers aren't filled with lots of dramatic stuff. I feel like they're holding on to a lot of the drama for the seasons lately. Hopefully it's good. We're going to talk more Housewives. I want to bring out Chris Baker to recap Orange County. Before I do, I want to encourage everyone. I mentioned uh, we are doing these pop dives every Monday. There's an exclusive pop dive on our Everything Iconic Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, you get access to all the bonus episodes. So we have an exclusive pop dive of the show The Comeback with Lisa Kudrow from HBO. There's a full-length pop dive over on Patreon. And then I'm also doing 
recaps of the early seasons of The Real Housewives of New York. Uh, you can listen to all the Roni recaps over on patreon.com slash everything iconic, and you can access all of those for $4 more per month. Plus, that money goes to helping to make this podcast. So that's, that's really how I'm able to make it. So I'd encourage everyone to go do that. Please follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group. Just search Everything Iconic, the Cynthia Swan Crisis Center for Pop Culture Lovers. And then what else? Please rate and review this on iTunes if you like it. Without further ado, we are going to bring out the talented Chris Baker to recap The Real Houses of Orange County. And then afterwards, that's when we'll talk to Stephanie Holman from The Real Houses of Dallas and talk all things Dallas. All right, guys, I'm here with Chris Baker. Chris, how are you doing? Hello, my gay boys. Hello, gay boys. I'm good. How are you, Danny? I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for having me. I I feel like um, I can always talk about this. So to be able to talk about it, you know, with other people to listen uh, is is, is just wonderful. You have a very smooth voice. I've heard that I have uh, some Afrin running through my whole self right now. So I think that makes everything a little smoother wait are you sick or just afrin allergies allergies right bad time there are no seasons except for i think this season when it just gets it's still hot but something else is happening and yeah i have terrible allergies and i feel like i always sound nasal (laughs) so it's always like i'll be calling someone i and it's the most horrible thing when somebody's like are you sick and you're like no i'm not sick (laughs) this is just my voice this is just how i sound or when i was younger i remember like uh, someone would call and they'd be like uh can i uh speak to your uh, sister ma'am or they, you <laughs> yeah know, that, oh that's god i got that all the time a, when you get a ma'am i had this guy <laughs> who for some reason we were oh he he was a horrible bully and for some reason he we were always paired together for like a bunch of like history and science projects and i remember he would call my apartment where i lived in new york and he would pick up and he thought it was my sister or my mother and he'd just be like <laughs> but he hated me so much so he would just be like hi can i speak to chris <laughs> it was so mean and i'd be like it's me will <laughs> um so yeah so oh, wait guys i'm sorry i just saw it out of the corner of my eye you have a gif of gwyneth paltrow in the classic movie contagion um convulsing where <laughs> it was on that it was on that shifting okay, well, screen okay. <laughs> so you're saying the video alexa that's on my desk you saw a gwyneth paltrow gif on the video screen, correct? It was literally. So? I just, I just, my eye just wandered, or, wandered over to his desk, and it's a, it, it's a convulsing Gwyneth Paltrow staring back at me on a hospital bed. Wait, Chris, I, we, we might need to put a. Okay, so let me just explain this. I need to put like a cover in front paint, of here. Paint them a picture. <laughs> okay, paint the listeners. So, a picture. The listeners know that I have all these robot things in my house, and I hate them all. Like they're all haunting me. You know? Why do you have but them? literally, I because my boyfriend he like set up the whole house to like do everything automated that's like my boyfriend so the we have we a have, bunch of light up stuff right and i can't even say their names but it's the <laughs> alexa oh okay <laughs> she'll listen but anyway literally right before you came i have the video one here in the office and right before you came i noticed i was like oh my god it's scrolling through photos from my phone <laughs> which i have no idea but how that one was alive so you have right? a gift so it was like of her shaking it oh must my just god. be everything from my phone so like i don't i just put up i just blocked it because we don't know what all again <laughs> no i love her so much so i actually do i i it was it, it was funny to me because i love her it wasn't funny to me because like everyone hates her except right. for me 
No, I love her too. I, do, I love her so. I like, do. What do you love about Gwyneth Paltrow? Fuck this episode so, of the Orange County. <laughs> it's boring. So I am. Uh, I'm from New York, and I think she was like when I was growing up. She would be shooting movies in New York all the time, mm-hmm. and she lived in New York. And just like her being just the coolest, yeah, was she was like one of our own, you know, like Lady Gaga yeah. eventually was. Sure. Like you, you support the New Yorkers, and I found that she was just so beautiful and just so blonde and rich, and she didn't care what anybody thought of her. Right. And I think she chose that contagion role to like troll everybody that's what i think i actually have you listened to her <laughs> she has a podcast she's great at she's it. amazing yeah that that thing i have a fitbit which you can see yeah. that i'm holding um i got it because her and sarah jessica parker were talking <gasps> yes like, immediately that, that sjp interview uh-huh. is so so good yep you know i actually heard that the orange county women don't do podcasts you know <laughs> Like that's like a rumor going around and uh Why? i i know and i literally like my argument is always Gwyneth Paltrow has a podcast now. So you're telling me that the Orange County women wouldn't do a oh, podcast? Oh, if they don't want to sound too... Like the, the um, Orange County women say that... They, they think they're above podcasts. Entitled. Right, 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 right. Yeah, everyone can do it. And I'm like, if Gwyneth Paltrow has a podcast, are you telling me Shannon Bedore is not going to go on Gwyneth's <laughs> podcast? Yeah. Come on. To sell those uh, salmons? <laughs> I did a lot of research <laughs> we'll on We'll talk about that we'll later. We'll talk about that. So anyway, that, that's... I don't know what's going to scroll through on that uh, uh, video, Alexa, but... I want to talk about this episode. It was sort of boring to me. And I've been really liking Orange County the past couple weeks. But yeah. this episode, it was like all based on QVC. So I'm going to try to turn my mood on it around. Like, I'm going to try to flip it around. Okay. Please feel free to be as negative as you like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell me, what are your OC thoughts? Thoughts, not thoughts. <laughs> I'm saying that, am I saying that right? What are your o- Orange County thoughts? <laughs> Gina should break up with me. <laughs> Stay with him. Have Gina. you seen, have you Google oh, yeah, image searched him? It's a he Google is alert for him. an Adonis. <laughs> yeah, he's stunning. He's yeah. so stunning. Yeah, and we are not getting any of him. No. Like, we're not and seeing, not a bit. He's he's like Long Island. Like, I, I have a fetish, you know, of oh, yeah, like yeah. the outer borough sure. and like, you know, New Jersey, like. If those guys, if they wear like gold chains and they lift weights and they have that that <laughs> gorilla that tri-state, yeah, accent. Oh my god, that's yeah, that's that's a that's a jackpot for me. <laughs> that's funny, hundred percent. Yeah, she's stunning, and we're not getting even not even a flash up of a picture. <laughs> it's like we have to all be fucking Harriet the Spy online yeah. to look for photos. She of She said it was because of his quote unquote job. It's not because of his job, right? You guys will all see the truth. We'll all see the yes. truth. Stop it! Stop it! This episode, it was just sort of slow, but I I will say, okay, to flip it around, to flip my mood around, I will say that there were two things in this episode that I thought were some of the funniest we've seen yeah. across franchises. Yes. The one being Vicky on the motorcycle. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that was great. I love any time Vicky's in danger. <laughs> anytime it's like... Oh, with the, oh, wait, on the ropes? The that ropes was course. nuts. I know. My finger! <laughs> My finger! What? It can't be that bad. And also... The wind! They're, they're tied to harnesses. No, Chris, That's wait. what no one understood. They were tied to harnesses hey, Chris, the whole time. I need to stop you right there, because I did this ropes course. I went and did it. <laughs> the OC ropes course? The OC ropes course. In particular. Like this okay. exact ropes course. And okay. it is scarier than I imagine. And the guy who walked us through it, he said yeah. that they didn't actually do it. They just hoisted them up to certain points of the rope course right. and, and then filmed them and then they brought them, them down. down. Yeah. There was, the guy said there was one person that did it all the way through and he said it was Vicky, but I think he got it mixed up. Like he didn't that know Vicky from Tamara. It was Tamara, right? Yeah. yeah. 
but it really was harder because you're, here I am defending Vicky. I hate Vicky. <laughs> I, no, well, no one likes anyone. I asked. I, I asked my friends. Right. I was like, "Who's your favorite on the show? Who should I look out for this season?" They're like, "No, no one. They're all monster demons." Sure. On TV, sure. Anyway. I don't know. Sure, who they are, sure. Yeah. No, I actually I used to like Shannon a lot. Like I thought she made us good TV. Yeah. But this no. season, like I'm <laughs> hating Shannon. Like her. Also, her tagline is like a threat. People say I'm I'm too much, but I'm just getting started. I'm like, no, right. that should be a sign. There was uh, her rumored tagline or one of the taglines that was in contention was like, people said I needed to lose weight, so I divorced my husband. And wouldn't have that have been a much better tagline? It was something like that. It was like, that that's, been icon- so that's much iconic. Better. Right. It would have been amazing. But yeah, Shannon, I used to like really have a soft spot for her. And this season, I'm just finding her like such a Debbie Downer. And yeah. I, she always has been a Debbie Downer, but like this she season cries. especially. She cries over everything. Yeah. But back to Vicky on this motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> First of all, they went off to the Harley store. Yeah. And they did a little flashback where Vicky was talking to her office manager, Linda, who she was asking her, Linda, like, have you ever ridden a bike? And then Linda told the story. And I wrote my notes that Linda's a star. <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need more of Linda, like, have her join the cast because we've seen her before and she's amazing. But when Vicky's on this motorcycle and she's screaming, I thought, how did she have children? I don't because know. Every like little physical thing that happens to Vicky is like the worst thing that happens. She also said something that was strange. She was like after after my two divorces, right? She said that like, you know, I have to compromise about everything. So if he wants to ride a bike, that's what I'm doing. Right. It's not even like his interest that he's allowed to pursue independently. And her reasoning for that was is that he's so hot, Steve is right. so hot that she can't that he can't allow to be he can't be allowed to be in a biker bar alone, alone. which is insane to me. Insane. I mean, she, <laughs> she a couple of weeks ago she compared him to George Clooney. Yeah, She's, it's like what's happening? Yeah, like he manifested <laughs> in the, when he was walking in the bar and asking for a diet coke. She was like, "Look at him." Who would blame him? He's a 60-year-old man. I know, and not an attractive 60. I mean, no, he's like a fi- I, like, he's an average 60. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even a hard 60. Like he looks good for his age. He just he's not like he's a not very like, fine you know, 60. Like an yeah, okay 60. A serviceable 60. Right. Yes. Right. But not someone that we're all going to be swooning over. <laughs> and even in that uh, in that Harley <laughs> that Harley outfit when they were on the bike, I just thought like, "Oh man, really?" Like <laughs> Steve was not doing it for me. There. I could hear the leather just like moving, uh, like like against the microphone the whole time, <laughs> and I was like, "This none of this feels natural." <laughs> I also wondered there was like a lot of noises of Vicky on the bike, and I thought, like, did they have her do ADR for that? <laughs> because it was like, what? I don't think that the microphones would have picked it up. In the I always think of ADR when like those those MTV documentaries about horror movies. When, oh, like, right. Freddie Prinze or, like... I love Freddie Prinze. Nev Campbell or whatever, or Courtney Cox were, like, in the booth during action scenes and, like, being chased by a guy with a knife or a hook. And they'd and be like... <gasps> and, and it would be them manifesting. So, the idea of Vicky doing that, like, I, I choose to believe that now. Vicky, Thank you. Vicky went into the studio and they were just like, okay, now scream now. She's like, no! <laughs> the guttural, like, yeah. It's so intense. Then uh, we cut to Shannon, who's getting her... Um, getting ready for QVC. And it felt like the whole episode was about her. The whole thing was surrounded about this QVC. Yeah. And I was thinking back, I don't know, did you watch the Heather Dubrow seasons? No. I feel like you would have liked Heather Dubrow. Really? Yeah. Uh, she was the one who was in the QVC cutaway, right? Right. The, the flashback. Yeah. Right. And I was thinking like, okay, when Heather Dubrow went on QVC, it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> it was one scene. It's her job. Yeah, yeah. It was one scene and it was a lovely scene or whatever, but it didn't feel like the whole episode was about that. Right. 
And this feels like the whole episode's about Shannon. Stevenson. Well, like Lisa Renna. Right. When she goes right. on to uh, to talk about her new clothing line, it's like at the be- beginning of the episode. It's like that's it. This is how Quick I little thing. provide for my family in between acting jobs and doing this. And like she's like, this is it. I'm great. Right. I love that. But yeah, Shannon just seems so um, tentative and like in a long. You know, she's, she's like in open a rough place. Microfi- microwave. <laughs> yeah. Well, also she skews so negative. Like, one yeah. of the, like Vicky was great on the roast, but Shannon was arguably worse because right. she was like i can't do this i'm gonna die <laughs> yeah my my upper body isn't strong enough and i was, just, I, was like, I have no core <laughs> i have no core i have no core <laughs> how oh god i mean shannon poor girl i know and i don't know that's what i'm thinking so too. yeah she needed to be built up to right. get to go on qvc my god but i just didn't know if i have i been blind to shannon's like debbie downer ishness no i i years? saw it Maybe you have, but like I, it's plainly Inapparent. evident. Yeah, I haven't. I, I, people would always say like they, I hate Shannon. Like people would DM me because people DM me their opinions all the time, and I would always be like, I love Shannon. And now this episode, I was like, God, I fucking hate Shannon. Yeah, I mean, when Kelly was just like, here, here, eat some more. You're not done yet. That flashback, and yeah. she was like, I was, I wasn't eating anyway. Not my like, plate, you bitch. <laughs> Just like that, I get why. For first of all, Kelly seems to just come for everybody. But I also, yeah. I I see why. I see why uh, Shannon is given a hard time, right? Because like people got to run out of patience with that stuff, right? Now they did a flashback to David being awful to Shannon. <laughs> Do you okay? So when I I had Jerry O'Connell on the show and he asked if I'm attracted to David Bedore, yes. and I'm posing this question to you, okay. So, would you have David Bedore? No. Okay. There it is. You heard it here first. Uh, twist. <laughs> twist. The guy that... Who would you most have sex with? Most the guy that Shannon went on a blind date with, I thought yeah, was Tom, a... Tom, I think a, was his name. Yeah, Tom. Tom is a fox. 100% agree. Tom I don't can know get it. why Tom and... Why Shannon didn't have sex with Tom. It would have been like a yeah. nice little way to get over David. Yeah. He was very attractive. Did he have some cats or something? She said he yeah. had a bunch of cats. Maybe. You know, I would get twice weekly injections. Like if he took care of me, you know, I, I would I would deal with my cat allergies. You know, that's what you got to do. Yeah, you do what you have to. Do. Um, but no, Gina's husband Matthew Matt. We'll say Matthew. Matt is the Matt. number one. He's the number one. Even though we haven't even seen a video of him, <laughs> we haven't even seen him moving. We haven't even seen him holding <laughs> the children. You've seen like in the, the two photos of him online. <laughs> yeah, he's actually more sight unseen than. Who was the woman who was like uh, on a Roni? She, she was like, I'm Asian and a Jew. I've oh, ever Jules. seen Jules. Jules. Yeah. Her husband. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah. yeah. The mute, he, he seemed like he was, he, yeah, was he, he refused to speak on camera. <laughs> no, it's just awful what she just did to me. I feel so bad I can't even concentrate because my dad sounds like he's uh, not even coherent. It's so hurtful what she just said to me. You know what? I have to tell you something. There are bigger things in life, too. Who cares? Matt is even more hidden away, and I'm more upset. It, Are you? Do you think you're more attracted to because he's a mystery, or like, do you like the mystery of it all, or you just like the two photos? <laughs> yeah, I just like the. I just yeah. like what I, I found. You know what? I don't disagree. I think he's stunning. <laughs> Those two photos, like, literally, they'll probably pop up on that Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> They're saved in my phone. Okay. So speaking of people that don't want to be on camera, <laughs> I was watching at the gym the other day. They were playing like old episodes of Orange County, mm-hmm. and Eddie. Somebody on Twitter actually said this. I think it was like uh, Jeff Venuti, or Vin- I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but I saw he posted on Twitter. He said, Eddie in the olden days looked so much more vibrant. And then I was watching him in this episode and I was thinking, he does see, I know he's going through some health troubles. Right. 
but he just seems like he's just so uninterested in being on camera. And it's like, let him go through his health struggles off camera. We don't need to see it. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to see. He doesn't want us to no. see it. And now you look, we understand that. Yeah. Um, I think someone who could be a little less camera loving is Shane, but we can get to, <laughs> can get to Shane literally at any time. No, let's talk we about could, Shane you know, now. Dive into Shane. So I have a theory that I posed on Twitter that um, I think most people agreed with. I mean, the three people that were in the same thread as me. Sure. But when Kelly came for Shane after Steve walked away, you dark. Yeah, you dork the little, <laughs> little <laughs> um, she wanted to call him a. <laughs> do you think she, she did totally and they cut did. it out? No, that scene of Kelly Dodd watching her daughter <laughs> practice theater or do theater warm ups, doing her their. It was activities. just the warm up. Yeah, she didn't even see the audition. I yeah. laughed so hard because Kelly was literally Kelly had the church giggles watching these children do theater warm ups. <laughs> Just the warm up, the warm ups. You and yeah. the camera was on her, like she knew she got mic'd and yep. make up for camera, yeah. and she to still laugh laughed at her daughter. At these children, <laughs> it was one of the most shocking things I've ever seen on camera. Yeah, <laughs> her daughter, and it was just so. I mean, it was so hysterical, and that poor girl is gonna have to watch it back. Yeah, Jolie. Oh, poor Jolie. Oh, one of my favorite things was like, "Hey, Jolie and Chanel." That was towards the end, but like. Oh my god, these kids' names. <laughs> Wait, speaking of kids, I didn't mention this, but so Shannon and Tamara, they went to Philly to do the QVC appearance with one yes. of Shannon's daughters. Right. And on the way to the airport, this was just a little thing, but it really made me laugh. Uh, Shannon said, what's this thing about Wednesday, the world's going to end? And <laughs> <laughs> it was, was that so- about a, a court decision? I, I feel like it was one of those like fake stories that circulates on Facebook that oh, popped up on Shannon's phone, and she's like asking Russian it just bots. Made, it just made me laugh that like Shannon asked her daughter on camera, <laughs> and that they included it in the episode, and it reminded me. Did you ever? Did you watch The Hills? Uh, no, Chris. I know. What the fuck? So Why? I heard what are you people doing with say, your time? I, <laughs> God, I was watching movies and scripted television. You were watching Isn't that Gwyneth Paltrow Yeah. That's crazy to me. Now it's crazy to me because I can't, I, I can't sit through script, scripted television anymore. Yeah. I, I see all the bells move. Like I see all of the, the machinations turning. Sure. With reality TV, as much as they're trying to create a narrative off camera, you know, the producers like sort of making everyone upset. I think that there's something about this where you really don't know what's going to happen and how people are going right. to react. Right. So I kind of like that. Okay. So you didn't watch The Hills. But anyway, the, the listeners, <laughs> if they watch The Hills, there was like a deleted scene where Audrina, are you at least familiar with who I'm Audrina? definitely familiar with all okay. of them, yes. Okay. You know, it was always funny because like the cast members always had to like make the storylines back, relate them back to Lauren because she was the star. Right. So there was a deleted scene where Audrina's talking to someone and they're uh, talking about the girl says the world's supposed to end. And they're talking about the world ending. Apparently, there was a story back then about the world ending. Okay. Okay. And they're talking about it in the deleted scene. You know the world's supposed to end? They just started this, like, in Geneva, this particle accelerator. It's, like, 300 feet underground, and they are smashing particles into each other. Trying to create black holes. Why are they doing that? Because they want to figure out how we're here. They want to prove the Big Bang. And that matter can come out of nothing. It's just so crazy that all this is happening while Lauren's not here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the world.
world's ending and this girl's telling Audrina this whole long story about the world ending and then Audrina's <laughs> response is, it's just so crazy. <laughs> so let's talk about this scene of Gina with her parents at the restaurant. Now, uh, her parents are visiting and Gina tells them that she's getting divorced. You know, she's yep. explaining this whole thing to them. And what really bugged me about this was she said, I need some new friends. I met a girl named Tamara because I need new friends because Matt and I are divorcing. And so she introduced me to some other new friends. And I hate that. 11, 12 seasons, 13 seasons into this franchise, we're still acting like she just happened to make friends with these people. I wish right. she would just say... I was paid. I'm on this show. Right. I joined the cast. They're, they have the to Orange invite me, Housewives. so I'm going over. Yeah. That's the thing that bothers me most. I feel like we're in this enough. And occasionally, <laughs> these housewives, they will break the fourth wall right. occasionally, right? Yeah. But... I think that's an opportunity where we should have broken the fourth wall and we need to stop this pretending because that's the moment where I'm totally taken out of the drama yeah. because I'm thinking she's bullshitting her parents and she's like trying to word this so weirdly. She's also bullshitting everyone about why she's getting divorced. I mean, let's, right, you know, right, right. That's but also, like, yeah. to say like I got cast on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I talk funny. Right. Oh, so then we cut to Emily with her mother-in-law and she talks about having trouble with her what was that? I don't even remember what that was. I'm going to cut she this out. She wanted... I, no, 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 no. This is what happened. No, don't cut notes. it out. She wanted to her daughter to have a sister because she was very close with her sister. She keeps on bringing up this narrative, and then she brought up the the uh, twins that she had that she miscarried. Right, she lost the twins she in labor. She lost the okay, twins, okay, okay. And, and, you know, nurses were crying. That did sound absolutely horrible. Like totally. a complete nightmare. And I always love when they sort of sprinkle <laughs> in these backstories of a serious situation because it right. gives us another color of these women and I yes. like it. Um, I also thought the mom is the best character on the show right now. Right. <laughs> right. The Mormon star. Persian. Um, <laughs> God knows what she... You know, like she has the best makeup artist of the whole cast. <laughs> you know what I love most is that she came in for this one scene, you know, and she was totally in a ball gown, like she, full makeup. No, it was like a, it was like a lingerie top and then pants, and they were like skin tight pants and sky high heels, and she was just like, yes, yes, you, you know, your miscarriages, and I'm just like. Wow, I love you. The best uh, thing for any of these reality shows is when you watch someone who's clearly only going to be in one scene, and they are in a totally different outfit than what the scene calls for, because they're like, they got called to do filming, and they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to wear, and then they're like, wear something insane. Yep. uh, For their one shot. Yes. Just like, uh, you know, I I have a charity for poor people. (laughs) He's my favorite. What's his name? Charity for, wait, who? Um, On Roni? The guy? The really tall guy who's right, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> How did you know, you bitch? <laughs> you know, you yeah. bitch. He, I mean, that's an iconic. Ray's a star. One oh scene. One know. scene. We got a little flashback to Ray in the news in the yes. most recent season. It was fantastic. Was yeah, I have a charity. I have a charity that helps poor people. That's good. You have their drinks. You do have a girlfriend, right? I do. Just shut up. Don't tell Luann. I'm not telling Luann. Because Luann will get jealous. <laughs> My girlfriend's really hot. So Luann. He took Luann away to a trip. It was a disaster. I had met Ray with Luann during the summer. She was dating him. They just f***. This party is pretty boring. So if Ray has some gossip about Luann, I'm going to eat That was Ibiza? Yeah. That was Ibiza? <laughs> How does she know? How do you know, you bitch? How do you know? How do you know? No, wait, wait, wait. How do you know? Because I have friends in Ibiza. Who? What do you have in Ibiza? Oh, so then we get Vicky and Gina who meet who meet for coffee. Yes. And they talk through their issues. This is a surprising moment. 
this was a nice little connection, surprising, right? Yeah, surprising moment. Now, Vicky, the whole episode, the whole season, ever since Vicky's been on screen, she keeps talking about how she shouldn't have divorced Don. <laughs> what do you think Steve's yeah, I broke Don's heart. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> she said, I wish someone would have me and told me not to divorce him. I mean, what I wish they would have told her is, well, actually, they did. They're like, you're having sex with him and you're attracted to him and he's. He, you say he's your best friend. Stay married. What do you not? Like, right, that right. is a reason no, to stay married. It makes no, Gina's divorce makes no sense. No. She said, I don't look at divorce like it's so terrible. And it's like, why? <laughs> why don't you? Like, the Kardashians make divorces into, like, business propositions. But that's not I Gina. still feel like they think of it more seriously than Gina does. It's, like, weird <laughs> yeah, to me. It's, it's so just, casual. I don't understand this casual look at divorce. And then, like, sometimes when she does, when she was talking to her parents and she did try to make it seem like she was more emotional about it. it yeah. It ringed false to me. Yeah. Um, but I love every single scene that Vicky regrets divorcing Don. <laughs> yeah. As much as she finds Steve to be a hot piece of ass, <laughs> biker ass, like, she's just like, yeah, but, you know, miss, fuck that, the last one up. Wow. <laughs> she kept telling Gina, like, these uh, these canned phrases, like, you're going to create your own destiny. <laughs> Reach for the stars. <laughs> yeah. I love when Gina said to Vicky, I don't know if this, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but she was like, you have to forgive yourself more. Right. <laughs> and I was like, are you talking to Vicky? <laughs> she also told Vicky, you're great at insurance. Yeah. <laughs> you're really great at insurance. Oh, my God. That flashback at the beginning of the episode, I want Kodo everywhere, all over this wall. <laughs> Give me more Kodo. <laughs> Kodo. When they were ending that scene, too, Vicky was, like, giving her a hug. And she's like, I'm glad we had this talk. You're going to need health insurance. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. You're oh going to need God. it. Oh, so then we're at Shannon in the Shannon's at QVC. Oh, wait. So I have to say that mm. I love an OC housewife and their like children's uh, East Coast fashion sense. Explain fur vests. Fur vests are like because the daughter wanted to wear one, and then Tamra brought her own black fur Tamara's vest. Tamra's got a whole closet. <laughs> Yeah. the the knee high boots it is a it is wild to the think the orange what county fashions do. are wild they are wild totally crazy they're, i mean they're really wild and since the beginning kelly's I mean, house kelly's kelly's house kelly's new rented house with the non-banana leaf banana leaves inspired by the beverly hills hotel <laughs> right. In that 70s, tough. yeah. <laughs> Very tough. Tough. It reminded me of one of those tough. things, like, you know, that used to come in the Sunday paper when I when I, I was a kid. Or I sure. remember, like, those seeing eye things that you put really close to your eye, and then you move them back, and you can, like, see something oh, new. Oh, yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Totally. Like, that's what her wallpaper reminded <laughs> Like, when you, she probably, I feel like she just stares at it really close, and then slowly backs up, and there's just, like, an image, like, it just yeah. says dork, and it's an image of oh, Shane. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so, Shannon on, let's talk about Shannon on this QVC. Let's do it. So, the, I'll I tell thought you, she was great. <laughs> you thought she was good. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was great. You know what really bothered me is when they were, she was doing it and she dropped her card. <laughs> she bent down and dropped her card. Was it the, a card or a fork? Oh, it was her I card. It was okay. like a blue card or something. Okay. But what bugged me was that, like, uh, Tamara, the daughter, and then yeah. the QVC person backstage the were like, deal. oh, it was the funniest fucking thing Shan's ever done. Yeah. Like, how dare she? And even in Tamara's confessional, she's like, I mean, what was she doing? Yeah, she dropped the You card. just don't do that. Yeah, it's going a mess. <laughs> and it's like, is it going a mess? Like, you couldn't even see Shannon bend over to get Tamara's, it. Tamara's interviews are are uh, an odd breed of... Tamara does a lot of produce, what she thinks is producing, I totally. think. Totally. And yeah. so I think that moment of her and her confessional being like, I couldn't believe Shannon did it. This is going a mess. It was like her trying to produce, and it's like, let's yeah. quit it. <laughs> Okay, so I did some research on the QVC line. How did it do? 
you know, I, I mostly went to the website to see pricing. I'll be honest. Okay, so so and how reviews. much was the salmon and cream cheese? So the salmon, there was like all the um, shrimp pasta. Oh, these all things. of the seafood ones. Let me see. I wrote it down. So for nine ten ounce seafood meals, ten ounces. That's a lot. Ten ounces, one hundred and ten dollars. So that's twelve dollars and twenty two cents per meal of a microwavable. That's not salmon. affordable. I don't think it's affordable either. However, I did more research. Okay. For 12 four ounce veggie burgers, okay. $58 introductory price, which is $4.83 a burger. That's not bad. Wait, burgers like plain? How much of a pack math, of math like Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind? <laughs> like I was, last night I was No, trying. the Ariana Grande with the, with the math overlaid <laughs> over her. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm um, terrible at math. And last night I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. And I, I even had like my calculator out. Yeah. Like, no, I'm terrible with out. groceries and with math. Like I, I'm, I'm Jack Donaghy. Like, you know, how much does a gallon of milk cost? You know, $8? <laughs> I'm really bad at it. But I think that there's something about this... I mean, veggie burgers, frozen veggie burgers at Trader Joe's cost like $3 for four. Right, right. I don't know. That's that's not a good, it's not uh, low end. I'm not a big fan affordable. of any sort of frozen meals. And now there's all those services like we get HelloFresh or like those kind of services right. where you can get the fresh stuff delivered for just as much, if not cheaper than Shannon's meals. I'm training right now for uh, um, to be naked on screen in a couple <gasps> months. Oh my God, when can people see that? <laughs> When, where? Um, is, is shooting a movie. Uh, For those of you listening at December. home, he's very attractive. Oh, stop. Um, in December, where can people, where can people get tickets? Uh, no, no, it's shooting, so that'll hopefully okay. be released next year. But yeah, I'm on this trifecta. Wait, so what kind of these nudity? trifecta meals? Oh, it's a uh, it's a uh, like a B movie thriller comedy, but yeah. But like full, I'm saying, what kind of nudity? Oh, like what kind of nudity? nudity? Oh, yeah, full, full buff. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Are you nervous? No. So you're saying you're not getting Shannon's meal plan? <laughs> no, definitely. I don't want salmon and cream cheese body. <laughs> but she said the grossest thing. She was like, when you put put your fork through the salmon, the cream cheese spills out onto the rice. And I was like, the handmade herb cream cheese, problematic oh. sentence to begin with, like pours out onto rice. Ugh. You're Italian, right? Yeah, right? I'm half Italian. I know that when you get shrimp, you're, you, don't, you don't put parmigiano all, all over it. Right. Who doesn't think that cream cheese in salmon isn't going to make you sick? Shannon Medor from the Orange <laughs> County. <laughs> well, she, she's from the Midwest, right? That's what her accent is. is. She? You know, I... Um, I have no core! <laughs> I have no core! <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm shouting. <laughs> the, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the um, QVC... It was tough to watch, but I kept comparing it to Rena. Like we talked yeah. about Rena, it was like all I could think about was Rena and her duster, and I feel like Rena's such a pro, yeah. that it made Shannon just look pale in comparison. Rena goes on that stage, and she's very like, "I am the captain now." You right. know, she's like she owns this. The she own it, and own she it, works those products. <laughs> She'll yeah. try it on. I love the runway stuff that she does. Right. You know, like she was Shannon can't do that. It's my dream to be on QVC. Like I would love to be one. I would love to be like a Rena on QVC. Like yeah. I just, I, or one of the, the gay hosts, you know, <laughs> like just talk for two hours about a, you know, a handmade precious moments. <laughs> I think that Gina, I should say this in terms of the housewife style, Gina is not speaking very well for Long Island style. Well, she's been in Orange County, so she's taking so it's it up. Been just, oh, maybe that's what it Who is. Who do you think has the best style amongst all the housewives? I hate to say this, but Kelly. Kelly Dodd? Kelly Dodd has the best style. Across every franchise? Oh, no, not across everywhere. Okay, oh, my God. No, no, in New York, you could say anywhere. Of everywhere? I think Carol, the last two seasons. Did you feel... Were you Team Carol or Team Bethany? 
I was. It depended on the issue. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think when we, I, when I heard about the uh, the restraining order, when I heard about the horrible things that he was doing with Bryn, and she was crying all the time, and Carol was like wasn't giving her the time of day, then I was like, you know yeah. what? Have a heart. They've been through a lot. But then she just kept making everything about her. I I wouldn't roll my eyes the way that Carol almost did, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. I would be like I'm. I'm. I need to take a break from you. This is bad energy. For it's an me. exhausting friend, and you know. And you mentioned bad energy, and I think it is so important when you have friends that are kind of sucking it out of you. Yeah, you do have to take a step back. Like Shannon I have a few, for everyone, right? Like Shannon. Shannon for everyone. If I was, if I, I know. <laughs> Shannon for everyone, everyone. I and that's why I feel like if these women weren't on a TV show with Shannon, they probably would have all stepped back. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with 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 the the longer the Housewives franchise, the I mean, these people that have been on TV together for 10 years, they just don't like each other. No, no. They don't like each other anymore. No. Ramona and Bethany, there's no reason for them to even contemplate right. trying to mend the... F- there's no point. I know, but they can never get rid of Ramona because she's, <laughs> she's a star. She's the star. So problematic. But they still are pretending to be friends. And Vicky yes. and Tamara, they hate each other. They're pretending. Vicky, Vicky and Tamara, I'm not sure. Oh, so you think sometimes they like each if other. If Tamara's, you know, straddling... You know, Vicky, I know you don't like the housewives, you know, doing physical comedy, but like, <laughs> I think that there's something about Tamara crawling over Vicky. Like, they didn't even like each other a little bit. You yeah. know? Yeah. You know, I, yeah. it's not that I hate physical comedy amongst these women. I just don't want, <laughs> like, if, if Ta- Shannon drops the blue card, I don't want Tamara to act like she's on well, the set of Will and Grace. She didn't <laughs> just drop the card, she squatted down to pick up the card. It was a very, was like, but it was behind know. a thing. It was like, we didn't really, see, the audience, but the visual was, she didn't, she was like, for those of you, you listening, know, Chris like a, just did a, he did, he, he improvised did a full it. squat. <laughs> and she, I, I don't know, that did look odd to me, but it was not a deal breaker. Like Tamara made it out to be, but it wasn't know. like they weren't at, they weren't at a taping of Will and Grace. Like it wasn't no. that funny. Yeah. So Chris, that was the end of the, it ended with Kelly calling in to order one of the, like she was doing, Kelly, your dad was doing an impression of Vicky, which sounded like an impression of Leanne Locken. She's like, yeah. I'll have the salmon. And she thought it was like such a good impression. <laughs> but I love, yeah. Kelly makes me laugh. But Kelly Dodd also has a very deep voice. Right. right. Kelly Dodd has the, the surfer dude, tomboy voice. Dork. Uh, there's a cougar loose in the OC. I'm like, it's that's. Very, it's kind of, uh, now that you're doing yeah. it, it's kind of Romy from. It's a little bit Romy from uh, Romy Michelle. Yes. Right? No, it's it's a California, yeah. like, yeah. here's a cougar loose in the OC. Like, it's the rounding of the vowels that is very much like my favorite show, Love Island. Mm. The rounding of the vowels and the overpronunciation of things for the people that are outside London, that, that's who the entire cast is. Right, right. That's what, that's what the OC sounds like. Chris, Unnecessary. This was so fun. It was. Even though I will say, like, the episode wasn't great. It was not. There I were, think that there Shannon couple, wanted to have this stuff. moment. She's like, yeah. I got divorced, but I found me. My you- car! <laughs> Sorry, she didn't find that. that. She, <laughs> she didn't find that. She didn't, she didn't find, find her core, but she found herself? No. She didn't no. find a career because she sold some frozen meals, which also, we have no... P.S. I don't think that Shannon was really instrumental in creating this line of goods. I feel like QVC <laughs> no. came to her. It was like the... It was a wine by She was by disgustingly like... She cut open the bag and was like shaking out the hot food that's covered in the plastic. Ugh. Ugh. Sick. 
cream cheese and salmon. I'll probably um, order some as soon as we get off. It would no, but it was a very Felicity Covington like moment that she gave herself, which was so undeserved. Where she was like, "I got a divorce. I I came here for Ben, but I found me. No, right, you did right. Not. It was a little too dramatic. It was like, come on, Shannon, you signed up for this QVC deal and just <laughs> appeared on screen. Anyway, Chris, tell me about yourself. So you have. Tell me about all your projects. I have, you have um, a nude scene coming. I have. Yeah, <laughs> now, we're working towards. I'm a writer and filmmaker, so I have a web series called Baker Daily. So, um, so brilliant, so funny. Thank you so much, yes. Danny. I really, I really, I really appreciate it. I, I attack all of my my Twitter friends to to watch it. This is the first time we're meeting in person. Right. You're right. wonderful. Oh, Thank you, you for having too. me in your beautiful home. Of course. Where with can your people, video Alexa? Where can people find you on social media? Um, Baker C Baker Do B A K E R S E E B A K E R D O. How did you come up with Baker Street? <laughs> I I'm not a monkey, but there was something that just occurred to me because everybody calls me Baker, and I don't know, just and I I I'm a very I see it, I go do it. So where can people find Baker Daily? Where BakerDaily.com. It's on. It's also on YouTube and Funny or Die. Very important. And uh, I have a video coming out um, where my character goes to BeautyCon and tries to get a read on the beauty industry and looks for Kylie Jenner. And that's coming out this week. And so it, you guys should check it out. So follow Chris on social media. Chris, thank you so much. I love you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate it. Okay, guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk Dallas. We're going to have a quick chat with Stephanie Holman of The Real Housewives of Dallas. We also need to mention Misha Barton joining the Hills reboot. I'm shook. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with with Dallas and Stephanie. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important, uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. Okay, guys, did you read the news that The Hills reboot is gaining Misha Barton? I I mentioned that I'm shook, and it's honest. Honest to God, I could not believe it. Now, I figured they were going to add someone from that early aughts time period, and Misha Barton actually, now that they say, now that they announced it, it's like, oh yeah, that sort of makes sense. However, I don't know. I'm very curious to see how her connection is going to be with the rest of the cast. Like, did she know Audrina? I mean, they must have all hung out at Ledoux at some point, correct? I mean, I can only assume that she was at Ledoux the night that Lauren and Heidi said, uh, you know what you did. You know why I'm mad at you? Why, you know why I'm mad at you. Why? You know what why? you did. What did I do? You know what, what you did. What did I do? Why? Uh, you know, so she must know these kids. I'm excited to see how it works out. And I'm still cautiously optimistic about this Hills reboot. I don't know. I don't know. So let's talk Dallas. We're going to have a quick conversation with Stephanie Holman, who I'm loving. I mentioned she's been so honest and open about her mental struggles and I feel like anytime anyone can talk about that, you know, I've told you guys before, I suffer from anxiety and depression. And so it's just been so refreshing to see her talk openly about it. So I'm excited to have a chat with her and we'll maybe ask her a couple of pop culture questions. And did you guys watch this week's Dallas? Oh my God, it was so good. So first of all, Cam, Cam's kids know Spanish fluently. That was a pleasant surprise, right? Like I didn't know that. <laughs> Cam does not know Spanish as well as the children. I mean, she just kept saying, she said she knows the animals. She's like, I know El Polo. <laughs> like, it's not a polo match. It's El Pollo. But I love that the kids know it fluently. And she's right. Everyone should know it. I totally agree with that. Then we also get to know Deandra's other stepson. <laughs> Deandra. I promise I'll start saying Deandra. Deandra. But we get to meet Deandra's other stepson, Cohen, which is spelled with a K. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I was shocked to know that all of Deandra's stepkids have K names, like the Kardashians. I did not know that. It's Cohen, and then the other one's name is Keaton, all spelled with Ks. It's a very bootleg Kardashian, and I'm here for it. I <laughs> I love it. And when Dee arrived at the house, I got chills, because we haven't seen Dee and Deandra together in a few weeks. And on camera this week, it said they said they haven't spoken for four weeks. Four weeks is a lot. And they flash back to that convo of Dee sell- telling Deandra that she's jealous, and I can watch that every day of my life. It's so good. And we, Dee even got a confessional look this week. She's in all pink. Cam obviously styled her. But it's like, we need more confessionals from Dee. I was loving it. I screamed when she came in and screamed. I let out the biggest gay gasp that the world has ever heard when I saw Dee in a confessional. I, I loved it. I loved it. We also see, speaking of Steph, we see her take Cruz to a hip-hop class. And of course, I had flashbacks of Luann and Noel in hip-hop class from the Real Houses of New York. You know, that footage haunts Noel to this day. <laughs> and I was worried about Stephanie's kids. I don't want them to haunt them. But it was cute. It was nice seeing them go to this class. I liked it. And then the big meat of the episode was that dog painting party. It was just so, such a great idea. It was a great way for Cam to introduce her pink dog food to the cameras. Again, re- reintroduce. And then, you know, these women, they were painting pictures and they had the kids around and the kids were so cute. They were like, 
you know, flirting with each other, playing with each other. It was really adorable to watch. And then the parents were just painting the dogs. And, you know, one of the things I always say about Dallas is it is, they do embrace the blue humor. You know, they do embrace, embrace the poop humor. And at one point, Leanne just said on camera, she said, the dog took a dump. <laughs> that was the, the verbiage she used. And just hearing Leanne say dump, you know, you don't hear that on New York or Beverly Hills. <laughs> In New York, the girls take a dump on the on camera but they don't they don't mention it <laughs> on new york it's called the ultimate gift but on dallas it's just called a dump and so i loved watching that uh, just like you know the animals were running around and uh, leanne also ate a dog biscuit which i'd watch that for hours <laughs> i don't know it was a good episode you guys i really loved it there's still a lot of cracks between the deandra and leanne relationship i think we're gonna see that really break down even more in the coming weeks uh, but it's intense. And I do feel like Deandra's going too hard on Leanne. Like, she's so obsessed with this wedding date and everything. It's just a little too much for my liking. You know, and I'm very protective of Leanne. So let's get Stephanie on the line. We're going to chat with her about what's to come, all that stuff. I love Stephanie so, so much. So let's chat with her. And while we get Stephanie on the line, I want to play a clip from earlier this season where Stephanie was opening up and talking to her mother about an experience she had in her early 20s. So then we're going to come back and talk to Stephanie about it. But I do want to put in a little warning if you're sensitive. Uh, please just know that we're going to be talking about mental health and and uh, also suicide as well. So please uh, just turn it off or fast forward if you're sensitive to that kind of thing. Um, but I wanted to play this clip because I just found it so impactful and profound. I told her that I had tried to commit suicide when I was 22, which you were there for. Um, I was with a guy who didn't make me feel like a worthy person. I never felt pretty enough. I never felt good enough. And I was always judged. And um, we broke up and it was like I lost my friends and I I just couldn't handle it. And um, I need a minute. Sorry. I don't talk about this. I don't tell people that stuff a lot. Well, of course because, not. That's not table. Because it's pretty it's package. Not table talk. People like pretty packages in life. It's just the way life is. I remember going to the bathroom and finding a bottle of pills. And I remember taking them all, laying down on my bed. My mom was home. So I stumbled into her room and told her what I'd done. And then she called the ambulance. And I still thank you for coming to me. Yeah, of course. This is Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. It's Danny Pellegrino. How are you? Hi, Danny. I'm good. How are you? I want to thank you so much for chatting with me. You have quickly become one of my favorite housewives. You have just been so such a breath of fresh air, particularly this recent season. Uh, I, I just oh want to gosh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. That means the world to me. And um, I appreciate it so much because... The response this year has been so overwhelmingly positive and kind, and I do not understand it, but I'm very appreciative of it. Well, I think you've been you've been particularly open this season, and I want to ask you some maybe a, a few deeper questions, and then I'll, I'll get a little bit lighter later. Uh, but absolutely, you've been so honest and open about your mental health, and I think it's so important for anyone in the public eye to talk about it openly. Were you nervous to share, particularly your your suicide attempt? Or were you were you nervous to share any of that stuff on air this season? Oh my goodness, yes. It's so different whenever you film because you're with 
a crew and producers that you're so comfortable with. And um, I just became very comfortable and was able to open up to them. But whenever you're counting the days for it to come out on TV, it's very different because I felt very nervous about being judged or people thinking that I was crazy. And you just never know what what people will say. And it was something that was, you know, something that mattered to me. It was hard and I never really had dealt with, especially the suicide attempt at 22. I'd never had dealt with it. It just happened. It was a really dark time in my life. And I felt like um, I really hadn't, I told maybe five people, Brandy knew, Travis knew, Mm -hmm. a few close friends, my mom, of course, but it was something I was very ashamed of. Mm -hmm. So sharing something shameful was hard for me. Right. And what, what kind of response have you heard from viewers? I would say that was probably the most strangely the most um, healing for me and mm. positive. Um, I've, I've gotten so many positive responses from viewers. It was amazing. I've had people that have dealt with the same thing. I had people who have lost loved ones to suicide. I had one woman the night the show aired um, whose husband had just left her and her three kids for another woman. And she said that she had written out her suicide note uh. and was going to kill herself that night. And she watched the show and decided not to. And that to me showed me that even something like reality TV, like the housewife show can really impact people's lives in a very positive and profound way. And it was by far the most amazing thing I've ever put out there. And as scary as it was, I am so happy I did because it taught me a lot about myself too. Right. I mean, it was just so powerful. And, uh, you know, I think the housewives, we love to see the drama and the, and the fighting and the, the, beautiful houses, but it's nice to see different little layers to you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So what advice would you give your younger self uh, who is going through such a dark time? Oh my goodness. Um, It's, you know, honestly, it's so funny because this year I felt like I had, it's going to sound kind of crazy, but I felt like I had dealt with that 22 year old girl more Mm. than ever because um, I really kind of mourned that time. I just didn't really, I just, it was so humiliating. I never went back and thought about that time and how, like how sad and lonely and depressed that girl was. So I don't know. I feel like I just gave her, I was like, it's okay. And I think now when things happen and I do deal with depression, I've dealt with it my entire life, but when things happen and I get overwhelmed and a dark cloud comes over me, I just take it day by day because I feel like if you look at life as, okay, I'm going to get through today and then tomorrow is another day and then I'll just take it one day at a time. It's something that your mind can wrap around. But if you're in a really dark place and you can't fathom being that way a month from now, then that's whenever I feel like things become overwhelming. And mm-hmm. and for me, that's kind of how it was when I was going through that depression um, when I was younger because I did not, I wasn't looking at, okay, I just have to make it through today. I was looking at, I can't live like this for the rest of my life. And I can't feel like this for the rest of my life. Right. Right. So I would say, yeah. And life gets so much better. Look at my life now. I have two beautiful boys, an amazing husband, and I live a a wonderful life. And it's not because we have money. It's because Mm -hmm. I found happiness within myself and I have a beautiful family and something greater than myself. Right. Well, on another note, I'm also very attracted to Travis this season. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it, did he get like, did you, did he do like a new wardrobe or something or did he spice something up? I feel like. Oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> it's looking fresh. Season one, thank you. Season one and two, like he's, he's very funny because I feel like he 
just kind of wore whatever he wanted. And then um, he, he did like actually go out and try to have somewhat of a wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so he, he tries a little bit harder now because I think sometimes he'll see himself and he's like, you know, oh my gosh, why did you let me walk around the house like that? And I'm like, babe, I mean, I'm not your boss. You can wear whatever you want. So no, he's definitely, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you always kind of critique yourself and he definitely did and right. stepped it up a little bit. Well, tell him I noticed. Thank you. I will. (laughs) I'm also obsessed with your spa room. How often do you use that whole spa area? And also, how often do you use the coffee maker that's in the bathroom area? I use the coffee maker every day. Um, It's the first thing I do when I wake up. I take a shower, make my coffee. And um, we have a sauna. I use the sauna about three to four times a week. And then the hot tub, we have a hot tub in there as well. I don't use that as much, but my boys use it all the time. Because there's like a little fireplace and a couch and then a TV there. So the boys will sit in the hot tub, kind of play and watch TV. And then that's kind of my time to like read and relax. So the bathroom is used more than you would think. It's used a lot. (laughs) It's stunning. Like my dream uh, on my uh, vision board, it's just to go to your bathroom. (laughs) Well, come on over anytime. (laughs) I will. I will. Now, you and Brandy, you guys met through your husband's. What was your first impression of Brandy? Do you guys get along right away? So Brandy was the first um, person I met whenever Travis and I started dating. And I remember going to dinner with her and Brian because Travis and Brian were best friends. And I can tell you, without a doubt, I fell in love with Brandy before I fell in love with Travis. (laughs) Like it was like that like soul sister that I had never found and always wanted and We laughed the entire dinner. We had so much fun together. And it was just, I think the best thing about Brandy is like with everyone that she meets, she makes you feel like you're like a five-year-old again. Like Mm -hmm. you have fun and you can be silly and goofy. And and there's something really amazing and wonderful about that whenever you're in your mid-30s and (laughs) with children and all that. Yeah. We also see you getting along with Leanne this season. And I love Leanne on the show. What changed that made you want to become friends with her or get closer Um, with her? Yeah. You know, I would say that that was probably, I think it was a little bit of both of us. I think we finally, for the first time in years, actually sat down and kind of put our guard down and got to know each other for who we really are. And I think before we had these preconceived notions of who we thought we were, you know, like I thought she was scary and aggressive and like, she just overwhelmed me and I never felt safe to be her friend. And I think for her, she, we have very Mm -hmm. different personalities. Now I ask everyone this, what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? Baby Emotion. Oh, such a good one. Oh, that's a good choice. (laughs) That's a good choice. Now, if you were choosing for People Magazine, the sexiest man alive and you couldn't pick Travis, like you had to pick an actor, celebrity, musician, who would you choose? Ooh, Ryan Reynolds, hands down. I love him. Yeah, that's a great choice, too. <laughs> um, finally, what's your favorite store to shop in? Like, is there a place that you love to just, like, go to and shop, like, a, a Target, a Home Goods, or, like, somewhere that you just like to let loose in? Yeah, I feel like I love Target because it kind of has everything. I can buy everything there. And, I'm, and you know what? I also love Costco mm-hmm. because of the same thing. Like, I can go to Target and Costco and buy Home Goods, groceries. Like anything and everything you could need, they have. Right. Stephanie, as someone who deals with uh, anxiety and depression, I just want to thank you again for opening up 
This was so fun talking to you. I look forward to watching, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for listening to Everything Iconic. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. Please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group and rate and review this on iTunes if you like it. You guys, we will be back Monday with an all-new Halloween pop dive and then uh, something special for you guys next Thursday. So thank you guys again all for listening. I love you so, so much. Oh, and we got to do our cool down. So let's do our cool down. Everyone take a deep breath in. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Now think of something that you're proud of, of yourself, something that you did, something that you did last week, something that you did today. Breathe out. Now, I just want you guys to all feel good about that thing that you thought of when you were breathing in. Be proud of yourself today. Whatever it was, whatever you've accomplished, find something that you accomplished today, yesterday, this week, and be proud of it. Smile. Be happy. I love you all so much for listening. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 